Welcome to a Genuine Girl Podcast. My name is Meredith, and I'm just a college girl who's trying to keep it real while inspiring other girls to do the same. In this podcast, I talk through some of the experiences, thoughts, and feelings I've had as a college student in hopes of reminding you that you aren't alone, while providing insight to make your challenges easier to manage. I can't promise that I know everything, but I think that the beauty of this podcast comes from being genuine rather than being perfect. So sit back, relax, and get ready because things are about to get real. Hey guys, welcome back to another podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's episode because it is something I think can benefit every college student, high school student, any kind of student who is starting a new semester, which I know for me, that is actually coming up just tomorrow when I'm recording this, which is kind of scary. I'm actually recording this little intro from my new college apartment, and it's really weird to be sitting in here and not at home, and to be back on campus is very odd, but I'm excited for the new semester. However, I also know that I'm really going to have to put in the work this semester to have a productive and successful few months, especially because so many of my classes are online. So if you're going through a similar struggle, then I've got the episode for you. Today's episode is with Leslie Martin, the founder of Class Tracker. Now, Class Tracker is a company that sells planners, and if you hear the word planner and are anything like me, you're probably already very interested because I personally love planners. I love looking at different planners online, in the store, And when every new semester or school year comes around, I always get in that mindset of, okay, it's time for me to buy a new planner. Where do I go? And honestly, in the past, I've kind of just picked my planners based off of what looks cute, what seems to give me enough space to write stuff down and go from there. But in reality, I've realized that there are definitely some planners that are better than others. And specifically, I've realized that some planners allow you to actually plan correctly, while others just don't. One thing you'll learn in this interview today from Leslie is that there actually is a right and a wrong way to plan. I know, crazy, my mind was blown when I heard this information, but truly, I think a lot of us students think, okay, planning, that means I just write down my assignments and check them off when I'm done. At least that's what I've always done. But in reality, not having a detailed plan of when and how we're going to get these assignments done can make us procrastinate them even more and end up not being productive or successful, regardless of writing our assignments down. So what class tracker planners do differently is in addition to giving you a space to write down your assignments, they also have space for you to actually create a daily plan. What time are you going to set aside to get this assignment done? What things do you need to remember to do today? What quizzes, exams, papers, or projects are due today that you need to remember to turn in? Class Tracker actually gives you space to not only write down your assignments, but also make this daily plan. And for me, I know this is going to be super helpful in my day-to-day life because I am one of those people guilty of just writing my assignments, crossing them off, but not really planning specific times when I'm going to complete each task. So if you're in the market for a planner right now, like I have been for so long, then I really encourage you to check out Class Tracker. And in fact, 
I actually have a discount code that you are welcome to use if you do decide that a class tracker planner is the right planner for you. To use this code, you can either go to the link in my show notes, or if you're on the class tracker website and you're ready to buy, simply put in the code GENUINEGIRL and you will receive 10% off of your entire order. As a college student, I know that I could definitely benefit from a little bit off of my purchase, so feel free to use this code and get yourself a class tracker planner. Now, for today's episode, Leslie is going to be talking us through not only how to plan and why planning is important, but also how to effectively plan and have a successful semester, even in the midst of COVID-19, online classes, and everything else going on in the world. I got so much out of this interview. Leslie is super knowledgeable about planning and being productive, and I think this is the perfect time to get some tips and tricks on how to have a more productive semester. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode with Leslie. All right, everyone. I am here now with my guest, Leslie Martin with Class Tracker. Leslie, thank you so much for being here today. It's my pleasure. I'm super excited to talk to you. Yeah, me too. I think what we're going to be talking about today is super relevant, especially right now as a lot of us are starting a new semester of college or high school and need a little bit of guidance for how to have a productive semester, especially with everything going on in the world. So I know you actually are the founder of Class Tracker, and I want you to be able to get into that and kind of what you do. But before we get into anything like that, I just thought I'd give you a chance to talk a little bit about yourself and your background and maybe what inspired you to start your company. Sure. Thank you. Well, um, I have been in education for over 20 years. I started as a classroom teacher, and after about eight years, I decided I wanted to see what other opportunities there were out in the world for me. And so I left the classroom, and while I was looking for jobs, I just started decided to start tutoring as an opportunity to make some money. And while I was doing that, I realized in addition to helping students complete their assignments, what I was also doing was helping them to sort of manage and figure out their weekly plan. Because as you know, in high school, things can get crazy. You have um, a super busy day, and then on top of it, there's always things to do after school, and certainly way more assignments than can be completed in any given week, but you have to get them done. And so what I would do every week is ask students to take out their school planner and let's make a plan. And what I realized very quickly is that the planner that they had was more of a op- place for them to create a list, but it wasn't really a create a place to create a plan. And so I said, you know what, I think I need to help my clients because planning at this age is not necessarily, let's say, brain appropriate. Like it's a part of your brain that isn't really fully functioning. So the brain doesn't know how to do it that well. So I was like, maybe if I gave my clients a tool, it would help them to learn how to do it and help them learn how to do it on their own. And so I created this weekly planner, like just a page um, printout that I would use. And what I noticed was a couple of things. One was that my clients were able to actually plan on their own after a while because they had the right sort of framework to do it in. And two, because we were doing on a weekly basis, they were getting better and better and better at it. And so I took this sort of prototype of a weekly planner 
And then I turned it into a little semester planner. And then all of a sudden I had a full year planner and I thought, you know what? I bet that the school where I used to teach would really, their students would benefit from using this. And so I mocked it up and I walked into the you know, principal's office and I said, hey, would you take a chance on this? And what do you think about buying these planners for your students for next year? And they said, yes. And so that's how the, that's how the company was formed. Wow. Okay. That's so awesome. And good for you for just walking in there and being so confident and asking them about it and look where you are now. I mean, that's awesome how sometimes those small little steps can actually, you know, be enough to start a whole company. Yeah. So that's awesome. So now you're probably selling planners to, you know, probably a lot more people around the country, world, students, maybe teachers even. I mean, that's awesome that you have that reach now. So super inspiring. And I think we'll get more into what your planners really do and everything further in the episode. But I think they sound like they really make a huge difference in students' lives. And especially this semester, it could be helpful for students to have that kind of planner to help them plan their lives. Um, So yeah, thanks for sharing that. And that kind of Um, moves us into my second question pretty easily because I think you kind of alluded earlier how a lot of students, you know, kind of plan the wrong way sometimes and some students I know don't even really plan at all. Um, I know for me, at least when I was in high school, I there were some people around me who used planners, but a lot of people just kind of thought, oh, I don't really need a planner. I can remember everything in my head or, you know, using a planner is a waste of time. I don't want to write down all my assignments and stuff like that. Um, so why do you think it's so important that students use a planner, you know, just right off the bat, I guess, because <laughs> um, I know some students use it wrong, but why should students plan in the first place? (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that's a a great question. I mean, I think that your point about people thinking that they can keep it all in their head is it's true. I mean, you're you're lucky you have this young brain that works so much better than my older brain (laughs) because you can keep a lot of information in your head. But I I really challenge like, is that the best use of your brain? is storing that information. So that's one thing is like, are you using your brain power? You should be using your brain power to learn new things, not remember your assignments. So out of the get-go, like don't waste your brain space with trying to remember assignments. Let's put it somewhere where you can sort of put it in and use it later. But the other reason that using a planner is so important rather than keeping things in your head is that when you keep things in your head, it actually can lead to more stress or procrastination. Because the reason it leads to more stress is sometimes you actually in your head imagine way more work than you possibly have. So there's this perception because you haven't actually written it down that you have this pile that's 10 feet high. And so that makes you feel awful. Mm -hmm. And that can lead to procrastination because there's like, oh my gosh, I'm never gonna get it done, so I'm never gonna start it. And the alternative is you actually think you have less work and more time to get it done, which leads to procrastination as well. So there's a large argument to be said that if you were to just take a few moments to write things down, you would start to see really quickly in front of you what you actually do have to get done. And that large pile, if you actually take the time and plan things out over a week, then becomes 
three or four or five or six smaller piles, which becomes much more doable, which I know from experience with working with students privately that that drops the stress level a tremendous amount and actually makes you want to get started and do your work. Yeah, I think those are all great points. And I could totally relate because for a while, I'll admit, I was one of those students who thought, oh, I don't need to use a planner. I can remember everything in my head. But I actually did feel a lot more stressed out when I didn't use a planner, even though I thought I could remember everything. I think just not having it on paper, I was always focused so much on trying to remember everything I had to do. And, you know, I couldn't use my brain toward other things like you were saying. So I definitely think those are all great points. And um, hopefully that alone inspires people to start using planners if they don't. But Um, As you were saying earlier, I think a lot of students who do use planners also don't exactly use them effectively or in the right way. Um, And so I wanted to get into that, too, because I think a lot of times I hear people saying, like, yeah, I use a planner, but like I still get bad grades, even though I write down my assignments, like it's not really helping me at all. And so what are some other signs that a student might not be planning effectively? So one of the phrases that I've I've coined and I use repeatedly is the idea that a list is not a plan. And I think a lot of times what happens is students will use their planners as a place to make lists. And it also depends on the kind of planner you use and the to kind of planner you choose. So some planners have blank spaces for you to write information. Other planners have time slots for you to write your information. It just depends. Mm-hmm. But if you use a planner that has just a blank space to write lists, then all you might ever do is write a list. Now, a list is not a plan. And so you might write that information down. You might say, hey, I use my planner. I wrote it down. But you never took that next step of figuring out when and how you're going to get the work done. And that's the place where you start to to be more successful in school. Because truly, the students that are most successful do three things really well. One, they know exactly what they need to get done and by when. And today, that actually can be a little bit challenging. But I'm sure we'll talk about that when we talk about like technology. But so one, there is, you know, it's you need to know what you need to get done. Two, You need to make a plan for how you're going to get it done and when you're going to get it done. And the third piece, which is something that seems sort of duh, but is actually really important, is you need to make sure you turn the assignment in, which again, with technology these days can be more challenging than it is simple. And you need to make sure you turn that in on time. And for anything that's outstanding, you need to be able to track what you still need to complete. So those are the three things you need to do really well. And if you just make a list, you're not doing any of the numbers two or three. The other thing that some people can do with a planner is they can use it to sort of be an appointment book. Like, okay, I have class from this time to this time or this time to this time. And they use it as a place to record where they're supposed to be when they have scheduled time. Now, For college students especially, maybe not as much for high school students, but college students have a ton of unscheduled time. And if they don't schedule it and pair it with certain assignments or other, you know, extracurriculars or whatever, 
then they won't get that list that they've so beautifully curated done because they haven't planned out when they're actually going to get that done. So if you don't marry the two of the list and the plan mm-hmm. and make, you know, then you're not going to actually be, yes, you're right. Your, your plan won't really serve you as well as it could otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. So it's really what you're saying is it's all about kind of, you know, if you have a schedule for your day, like scheduling out, especially if you're in college, like blocks of time to do different assignments and focus more on how you're going to get them done when you're going to get them done rather than just what the assignment is or when it's due, (laughs) kind of putting some more detail into it, which I think, you know, it's easy for people to kind of blow that off, but I've seen results from doing that. I think it is so much, you you become so much more organized when you plan your life that way. And yeah, you stop procrastinating as much and you actually stick to a plan, which is what a planner is for, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's all great information. And I think that definitely speaks really well to just planning in general. But I also kind of want to get a little more into this particular semester, because I know this semester is going to look a little bit different for many of us students, as many of us have online classes, some of us might not even be going back to a campus where we see people every day. And so, you know, planning our lives and getting our work done will probably look a little bit different. So I just wanted to get your perspective and see kind of what you thought about how students can still have a successful semester, even in the midst of COVID and everything else going on in the world. And, you know, maybe should students think about planning or organizing their lives differently in a time like this? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think that this semester is going to look different than anyone. Well, it's going to, I think that what you want to do with it when it comes to this semester is to manage your expectations well. And part of it is that it's not going to be what you expected. And whether you're starting school for the first time and you've had these dreams about what college is going to be, it's not going to be that. And if you're returning to college and you've already had the college experience, it's certainly not going to be that as well. So I think just understanding that it's going to be different is super important. So that's one thing. And the second is like being really open to change and being flexible because as much as all schools are trying to get students back into classrooms, either virtually or not, there is going to be a lot of moving pieces and a lot of, you know, as we know, everything is changing constantly. And so I think the more you can just realize like, okay, and it may not be the way I hope it's going to be, and I have to be ready for it to change, that's going to be super helpful. And for people who are planners, this is extremely difficult. (laughs) Yeah. Right? If you are the kind of person who's like, I want to make sure that I have my thing done by this time so I can do this and and you have some uncertainty into your life this is it's just sort of a good life lesson I think for us to all sort of take a deep breath and be in the moment which connects to my last point which is I think for people the students to be successful this year they really need to take care of themselves Mm -hmm. 
college normally does a great job of taking care of students. You're living with other people. You have these great opportunities to socialize with people. You, um, if you want to exercise, there's a gym that you can easily get to. Um, there are uh, intramurals. There are yoga classes. There's all sorts of stuff to take care of students. Food is super easy. Like you can, get, your nutrition is taken care of. I really and suggesting that students need to own that responsibility for themselves in a way that they never have. And it's really hard, but I think that it's doable. And one tip that I'm throwing out there is the idea of having a morning, a morning ritual. And that morning ritual is an opportunity for you to do something every morning to kind of transition out of your pajamas into your day. <laughs> Yeah. And so that morning ritual could be something that you get up, maybe you make yourself a cup of tea, maybe you read a newspaper because you enjoyed reading the newspaper, maybe you get some exercise, you shower, and then you start your day. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what that ritual is. I hope that there's something in there that is a self-care element. Um, I'm a huge fan of becoming more and more of a fan of some a mindfulness practice, spending mm -hmm. 10 minutes a day working yeah. on that. So I think that if you take care of yourself, then hopefully this semester will also be taken care of. But you got to put you in the middle of that and know that you're sort of in charge of that. Yeah, I love that point so much. I think self-care is something I've really been learning the importance of throughout college. But this semester, for sure, since it will look so different and you're right. A lot of elements of the college experience that I would typically have, they won't really be there for me. So I think, yeah, I definitely have to find ways to take care of myself. And even just for me, being kind of an organized, structured person, I like to have some sort of routine in my day. And so I like that you're talking about the morning ritual and stuff like that, because I think keeping some sort of little routine can help a crazy time feel a little less stressful and overwhelming because you Absolutely. have now you can do every day. Um, and yeah, I think for me to just not letting studying and planning my whole life take over because I am one of those people you were talking about. I've turned from the person who wanted to keep everything in my head to the super planner girl who plans everything. So I'm definitely one of the people who it might be a little tough for, but I really appreciate your tips because I think all of those things are important to keep in mind. Um, and at the end of the day, we'll, we'll get through the semester. It's going to be different, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get through it and we'll definitely learn and grow a lot from it for sure. So I, I appreciate that. And speaking of the differences this semester, I think, like I said earlier, uh, a lot of students will be using a lot more technology this semester with online classes and, you know, just keeping in touch with people via the internet rather than talking face to face. Um, and so I kind of wanted to get your opinion since obviously, you know, I'm a lot of students will still want to have a planner and plan stuff this semester and stay organized. I wanted to get your opinion on the difference between using a digital planner or a digital calendar and a paper planner. And I wanted to see what you thought about, you know, if students should stick to using a paper planner, even if their classes are all online, or if it's okay to, you know, kind of plan things digitally. 
What's your opinion on that? That's a great question. And my short answer is, as long as you have a great system that works for you, do it. That's Mm -hmm. my short answer. The longer answer, and where I have a bit of an opinion, is, is I think that students are using technology in ways that they never have before. And in fact, if you don't have a laptop, a laptop and Wi-Fi, you basically can't do school now. It's impossible. You spend almost all of your time on a computer on this relatively small screen where you scrunch everything in there. <laughs> and oftentimes, you know, it's amazing what technology technology can do, right? You can connect with your classmates, you can connect with your professor, you can have access to content from classes. And when it comes to planning, you have all the information you need to know about when those assignments are due and how you need to do them and how you need to turn them in, et cetera. Mm-hmm. The challenge with technology is that when it comes to planning, the information is scattered everywhere. So mm-hmm. it's not just that you go to one place a magical place and every assignment is there, your work schedule is there, your social schedule is there, that doesn't exist. That's something that that you as a student need to create for yourself. And what I would argue is that paper is actually a great place to do that. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is that when when you're trying to use you know, let's say a computer application to create your plan, it means you have to be moving between all these different tabs and you have to keep everything in your head. I mean, you can copy and paste from tab to tab, but then what I've found is when students who use, let's say even just an Excel sheet to try and keep track of everything, they're they're trying to find the tabs because they've got like 20 tabs open of where the assignments were. And so you actually end up wasting a lot of time typing things back and forth. Paper, you can just have in front of you. You can have one tab open, you take everything you need from that tab, you close it, you move on to the next, and you can go class by class and you can consolidate all that information into one place. So that's one thing, reason I like the paper is you can, in a paper planner, is you can put all the information in one place and then you can use it to make your plan for the week. Right. I I like that a lot. (laughs) That's great. The other thing about paper, and this is something that I've thought a lot about because I know inherently that paper is a great way to do things, but it, it relates to distractibility. And I think that the challenge with our computers is as much as they have everything on it is they have everything on it and they can easily distract us. So you might say, okay, well, I'm going to get started on my daily plan and you turn on your computer and your email happens to be open. And so then all of a sudden you're in your email program and you're reading your email and you're not actually looking at your plan. (laughs) You're looking at your email or maybe someone texts you. And so then you look at your phone. So, you don't you it's easy to get distracted from your plan and so when you have a your plan on paper it's you just look at it it's not distractible you see what you need to do you get to it and when you find yourself getting distracted which we all do then you can go back like oh wait what was I supposed to do and you go back to that so for those few reasons I personally think that a paper planner is a super effective tool when you're spending so much of your time 
in front of your screens. It's also a break from the screen. That's true. It's a very good break for your eyes. <laughs> Just have something else to look at, if nothing else. I, I totally agree. I've always been a paper planner kind of person. Um, I do know a lot of people, and I've kind of gotten into this too, but a lot of people I know use Google Calendar to kind of plan out their schedule and things like that. But I do agree. I think I like using technology sometimes for a calendar aspect, just so, you know, I can look on my phone wherever I am to see like what time my class starts or what time my some event starts. But I think when it comes to actually planning, it's much easier to do that on paper and have a more detailed plan in one place where you can see it. And the distractions, I'm definitely guilty of that too when I've tried to plan things online doesn't always end well so well and you know I'm a big I mean I'm I I live and die by my Google Calendar so don't get me wrong there I think it's a really really important tool and it helps often people see the framework of what their week looks like what time is already spoken for and if you're doing things with other people that require collaboration it's really important to use a Google Calendar because that way you are on the same page with someone else that said, it is, again, you can add, people do add things in there and people can use Google calendars very effectively for planning. And great, if that works for you, again, let's go back to my first statement of this whole question was like, if you have a system that works for you, do it. I'm yeah. not against any system that works. I just think that it's sometimes simpler, even though technology seems to be easier, it's actually a little simpler to use paper. Yes, totally agree. And I love all of that. Just, you know, whatever system works for you, that's great. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think there's nothing quite like writing something down to remember it and to get it ingrained in your brain a little bit more. And that actually kind of leads me into my next question too, um, which I, you know, I, we've talked about how writing on paper can be so beneficial but what do you think when it comes to note taking? Because I know even though people could, you know, plan their life on paper, a lot of times it's easy to just take notes on your computer if you have a Zoom class going on next to you and you can just type it all and have it all on one screen rather than looking down at a notebook and writing things out by hand. And some people think it's faster to type on the computer too rather than writing out notes, but I've kind of done both. I've written my notes, I've typed my notes, and I go back and forth, but I want to know what's your opinion on writing your notes on paper versus online? Do you have a preference there? So I think that when it comes to taking notes, the answer is a little bit it depends. And it really depends on what you're using your notes for. So there have been studies that have looked at taking notes by hand by typing. And what those studies have proven, the big aha information is that, or finding, is that if you take notes by hand, you are likely going to do better on tests that test conceptual ideas. Hmm. So, so that is the big takeaway. And that we all know that oftentimes when you write things down, you are apt to remember them. So a lot of people actually say, why do I have to write things down in my planner? I never look at my planner again. Well, part of the reason you never have to look at it is because you've actually written it down and it goes into your memory. Mm -hmm. So there is, and, and what you have to understand is when you take notes by hand, 
those types of notes are generative. And what that means is that you cannot, when you write, write everything verbatim. You have to synthesize, paraphrase, Mm -hmm. um, summarize what is being, what you're listening to into your notes. Mm -hmm. That is requiring a very active brain process while you're doing that. And as a result, that brain processing is actually helping you to learn the material as you are taking the notes. Mm, That makes sense. (laughs) Right? Now, when you take notes by computer, by typing, that is more of a dictation model, right? You are just listening and typing and you're doing that in such a way that it's you don't have to do that same synthesis or same processing or it just you're basically putting it into your computer. So but you can also type oftentimes way faster than you can write. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people say, well, I get I can take way more notes when I type. But then the quality of the notes are, you're going to have to go back eventually and synthesize and paraphrase and kind of cinch it all up when you take it on computer versus handwriting it. So it also, I always ask people, well, a few questions when it comes to note taking, because there could be some things about the student that actually makes hand versus computer a no brainer. For example, Computers allow you, while they, they're non-generative notes, like you're just taking dictation, they are pretty easy to organize and they are searchable. So that's really a bonus. So if you're someone who isn't super organized and you lose things, then taking things on a compu- notes on a computer, even if they're not using the same brain processes, actually could be more beneficial because it's a, it's a matter of like, I can actually have notes and find them versus not have them at all. Yeah. Right. Another could be that maybe you are a super slow typer or a super slow writer or you have really bad handwriting. You can't read your handwriting. If you can't read your handwriting, you shouldn't be knowing notes by hand. Yeah. (laughs) So so those types of things are also really important. The other thing that I think is interesting is if you're taking notes that are going to be something that you need to remember because you're going to be tested on them later on and all things are equal, I would take notes by hand. Because you're already kind of embedding and um, encoding that information into your head as you're taking them. Now, if you're in a meeting and you're taking notes because later on you're going to reference them and you just need to look at them later, then why not take them by a computer? Because you don't need to remember them. They're just reference materials. So it really depends on what you're going to do with those notes in the future. It depends on how organized you are. It depends on how fast you can write or type. And it depends on, especially if you're a note taker by paper, again, if you have a good system for keeping their notes organized, great. If you don't, that's going to be a problem. So that's, it's a, it's a more of a, it's, it's not an either or it's more of like, who are you and what kind of notes make sense for the kind of learner and the kind of student you are. Yeah. There's so many interesting points in there that you made. And I think, it's so true. It is really, a lot of it is a personal thing. A lot of it is based off of what you're taking the notes for. I, I didn't really think about it that way before, but I do think you're right. There are certain moments when it just makes more sense to type and more certain moments it makes more sense to write your notes. And I think for me, 
it was really interesting to hear you say that we automatically have to kind of synthesize things more as we're writing since we can't fit as much on paper and we can't write as fast typically as we can type. I think that because I've always thought, you know, I feel like I just remember more when I write down my notes, but it makes sense because we kind of have to think through how to word things while we're type or while we're writing. Whereas when I'm typing, I can literally type what the teacher is saying word for word without even thinking about it. And it actually wastes my time later because I have to go back and reread everything. So I think definitely in an academic sense for tests and stuff, I'm going to try to stick more to writing notes by hand, but but typing can be helpful too. So I like that you kind of broke those down. That was really helpful for me at least. Um, and so, yeah, I think those were all really great things we talked about. I want to give you a chance though. Is there anything else that you haven't, you know, talked about in terms of tips for staying focused, organized, productive this semester? I know you've dug into a lot of different ways that students can have an organized semester, but is there anything else you wanted to add? There are a few things. One is I think it's um, if you're working from, if you're learning from a distance, I think having a designated school area in your living space, whether it's your bedroom or if you're living at your parents, it's maybe a spot in on the dining room table or wherever it is. I think it's super important to have a spot that you can call your own for doing your work and that you use it for that. And ideally it's not your bed, that really you need to get out of bed and that you need to kind of go to school somewhere. And so I think having a spot that you can set up for yourself is really important. I also think that there are some techniques that you can use to stay focused and um, one of those is called the Pomodoro technique. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but it is a time management, energy management focus technique that I absolutely love. And what it is, is that you um, work in these sort of 20 to 25 minute spurts and you take breaks for five minutes in between them. And the reason that they work is that your brain is very much, your brain is a muscle and it needs a little bit of time for recovery. So I always use the analogy that I'll ask someone like, can you do a hundred pushups in a row? And most people will say no. And I'll say, but if I, can you do 10 pushups and then take like an hour break and then do 10 more and take another hour break or, and, and most people will say, yes, I can get to hundred over the course of a day if I take some breaks. Right. Well, because your brain is a muscle, it also needs some recovery time. And I think that especially when you're doing really focused learning, which most college students are doing, they're really trying to learn new information. They're trying to write new information. And so what happens in the Pomodoro technique is you set yourself up in a distraction free zone. So you cannot have any distractions. It means like you have only the tab that you need to work on in your computer tabs you need for whatever it is you're working on in your computer open. You have your phone on airplane mode. You, um, you know, if you need to have some noise canceling headphones on, you do that as well. And so you do that for 25 minutes with the timer. When 25 minutes is over, you literally like drop the pen or the pencil or you let go of the keyboard or whatever it is. And you get up and you take a five minute break. And in that five minute break, it's a technology free break. Okay, so it's maybe you get some water, maybe you 
um, do five minutes of mindfulness. I'm going to throw throw that out there because I think it's a great idea. Or maybe you get a snack or maybe you play your favorite song and you dance around your room. I don't care what it is, but you take five minutes just to stop doing what it is. And then you pick up where you left off and you do another 25 minutes. And I would say you do say like three or four of these and then maybe you take a longer break, like a 15 minute break. But I guarantee that if you work for two hours of doing it this way, and it's really only in two hours taking 15 minutes off, so it's not that much time, you are going to feel so much more fresh at the end of it than you would if you didn't. That is such a good tip. I think I'm totally guilty of being the kind of person who just wants to get things done all at once, and I'll be working for hours on one project or paper And by the end of it, I'm so burnt out and my work is suffering by the end because I haven't allowed myself any breaks because I feel like, oh, I can't take a break right now because I need to get this done and I'll get it done faster if I just keep going. When in reality, I think you're right. (laughs) By taking intentional breaks for even just five minutes, it's almost like you give your brain a chance to rest and reset before you get back at the task and you can be more productive that way in the long run. So I'm definitely going to try that technique. Thank you. Yeah, that's a really great one. And the distraction free is super important. And um, yeah, I'm going to leave you with that. That one is my last tip. (laughs) No problem. I've learned so much from you this episode. So thank you so much for all of your great insight and tips. Um, about planning, staying organized. I feel much better about the semester ahead, even though it's going to be different. I think, like I said, we'll get through it and we'll learn something from it. So that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Um, But Leslie, thank you so much again for being a guest on the podcast. I think my audience will really appreciate your expertise in this area and will learn a lot from this episode. Before we go though, Um, where can people find more about you and about your planners? Absolutely. Um, You can check out my website at myclasstracker.com. We're on Instagram at myclasstracker.com. And if somebody wants to write and ask me a question, whether it's about planners or planning, please do. You can reach me at leslie, L-E-S-L-E-Y, at classtracker.com. So, all those places and um, yeah, check out, we make planners specifically for college students. And um, I think that you'll find them to be pretty spot on for helping not only with the list, but with also the plan. Yes, I think that's perfect. I would definitely recommend getting your hands on one of her planners. I'm super excited to get mine. I can't wait to start using it. And thank you so much again, Leslie, for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time, and I hope everyone got something out of this episode. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I will talk to you next week. Hey, everyone, just popping in one more time to remind you that if Leslie convinced you that a class tracker planner is the right one for you, please feel free to use my discount code GENUINEGIRL or click the link in the show notes to get one of your own for 10% off. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode, and I will talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of A Genuine Girl. If you liked it, I'd really appreciate a rating or a review on whichever platform you're listening. 
They make such a big difference by helping a genuine girl reach even more people. Also, don't forget to follow me on social media at One Genuine Girl. All letters, no numbers. You'll stay up to date with everything going on with the brand. Have a great week, and until next time, stay genuine, girl.